Clearly mark the radio dial setting at MotorCityGaming.com. Do not use your phone. It must be reserved for vital emergency messages so that you can receive official news and civil defense instructions on the Conrad frequency used in your area. Your life may depend on this. The last line of defense in major gaming news. Gamezilla Alpha. Prepare to take shelter and obey instructions instantly. This is the underground resistance. Join the Alpha Force. This is the plan to help you and others who need you. A plan to live, to work, and fight as did your forefathers. Now, let's check the plan together step by step. Gamezilla Alpha. Welcome to the GameZilla Alpha. We are at After Dark Vintage Video Games at the Michigan Science Center. And if you want a free drink, come see me right now because I have all of the team's drink tickets. They don't know about it, but I will give you their drinks for free. We've already talked about this. I get paid in beer every single week and you are not about to give away my pay. We also talked about this, that you shouldn't have the tickets. You're not allowed to have anything important because you break everything that you touch. Oh, that's true. I can't even debate it. But, hey. So, yeah, we're live. Feels good. After dark. Are we giving this an actual episode, Jazzy? Are we giving it an actual episode? If we did, is it episode 20? 20, yeah. Episode 20? That's like... Which is actually the 21st episode. I know you are so I'm, you're so been, hurt. It's been like four months, five months, and I'm still mad about the way that you numbered the alpha. First of all, this is why we don't bring you on the alpha, okay? You're out of control, and you need to calm down. We did an episode zero in, in honor of Zero, the character from Mega Man. Yeah. Yeah, why not Zero, the character from Borderlands? We what are you mad about? You could, you could have won me over right there. We, we did that as well. We had beta test the podcast, which we're talking about on today's show. So maybe if you listen to this, you'll learn something. I'm not here to learn. I'm here to play vintage video games. All right, well, welcome to episode 20 of the GameZilla Alpha. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Michigan Science Center studio, the portable studio, I have some special guests, so it's not just Jazzy Fiddle, but you have Jazzy. I got Cable2KX with me. What up, dude? And Deadite. So basically, this is the GameZilla podcast. <laughs> full, full strength. <laughs> it's what the people want. Yeah. Well, everybody was here, and I thought what we're going to talk about, we, we can all kind of uh, put in our thoughts on it. So why not have everybody on? And, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll move into the topic. It's a dual topic show. So normally we pick one topic. Today we're going to do two. We're going to start with Splatoon 2 because it comes out tomorrow. So if, if you haven't played the Test Fire or the Splatfest, which were the two kind of alpha beta modes that they gave us of this game, then you missed out. But we wanted to talk about the hype of this game, the what we're what we're still hoping to see with the game release, and just uh, the overall thoughts of Splatoon 2 and the the next step for the Nintendo Switch. Really, the next step is to this is the next big thing for the Switch, and really is going to uh, hold us hold us out until Mario hits the Switch. You know, there's a, there's a few other decent sized games coming out, but but really, it, it comes down to Mario. Splatoon is here now. 
we're ready for it. Most of us, most of us. But Jazzy, why don't you uh, why don't you talk? Why don't you break into me? What what are you most excited for with the Switch coming or with Splatoon two coming out tomorrow? And how and what did you think of the? We'll, we'll talk about the te- the Splatfest. Well, uh, the first thing that I'm most excited about is reminding everyone that this episode is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you want early access to this show along with other great perks, head on over to patreon.com slash Podcast. Start your patronage today. On the Splatoon front, I am super excited about this game for one reason and one reason. Oh, we'll give it two reasons. A, it's Splatoon, which I love. I fell in love with this game when it came out. Grim was like, hey, you got to try this game. I bought it. I went over to the studio. I played one round. I immediately went out to the store after the next day at work, purchased a Wii U bundle with Splatoon 1, and then we played for months on end. So I love Splatoon. But I actually get to play with my friends in this game, which you didn't get in the first game very often. (laughs) Yeah, the first game you had to basically queue up, go into a game, and then cross your fingers and hope that you land on the same side. And that was round to round, so, or, or, or each match. So the next match would happen, and even if you were on the same team, the next match you might not be. So it was frustrating. They eventually set up rank mode where if you played rank, yes, you could go in together. But if you wanted to just play some fun, regular matches, there was no way to play with your friends, and that was super frustrating. Yeah. So they fixed that here with Splatoon 2, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Also, it's on the Switch. Uh, I was an early adapter of the Switch in secret, if you've listened to the podcast previous to this. You're a liar. (laughs) And uh, I didn't put a lot into it. Uh, I just started playing Zelda, and I'm really liking that. So I'm really starting to grow into my Switch. I love the portability of it, and... uh, it actually is getting more playtime than my PlayStation 4 right now. And uh, I'm excited that uh, this is on the Switch. Having that mo- mobility to be able to pick it up, take it to the studio, play Splatoon with Grimlock in studio while we're recording so that uh, I don't have to do the recording. <laughs> well, I, um, I obviously I was a big Splatoon 1 fan. I was, a Sw- I, I was a Switch supporter from launch, and I've really enjoyed the Switch. But, man, playing this game really shows us. And we've said this about Mario Kart, and we've, you know, we've said different things about Zelda. But this game gets you so excited from a competitive standpoint and the ability to just, like, Example, we're here at the Michigan Science Center. If Splatoon was out today, I can guarantee you that there would be plenty of Nintendo Switches in this in this building playing Splatoon against each other nonstop. And that's what's cool is that you don't just have to go online. You don't just have to blindly play against strangers. You can have a lot of fun locally. And it's brought back so much so much love for the couch co-op and the couch competitive scene where, you know, Deadeye and I, for the last couple, couple days, have just been hanging out in the lunchroom at work, playing NBA Playgrounds, joining up together and playing against the AI, trying to work our way through the tournaments. Didn't go over too well. We're a little pissed <laughs> off right now. But long Wonder story why. short, we did it, you know, and that's, again, it's just something that's really cool that there's no other system right now that can give you that this easy. What we learned this week is trash games are even more fun when you're playing with someone else. <laughs> exactly. It could be a complete garbage yeah. game, but if you're playing with another person, maybe it's actually fun. 100%. That's a, that's a great point. So 
we played the test fire, or sorry, we played the splat fest, which was what a splat fest is. Is it, it, they pick two sides. You got ice cream versus cake, hot dog versus pizza, you know, things like that. The first one was ice cream versus cake. We all picked ice cream because who's crazy enough to pick cake, right? Fools. Fools. Shout out. Lacto cooler. Yeah, Lacto cooler can't defend himself right now, so he's the one that picked cake. Cake is delicious. But I will give Lacto cooler credit. He built a whole nother Nintendo ID and picked ice cream just so he could game with us on, on the Splat, yeah. te- splat Fest. So anyways, we played this, and it was four hours of just turf war where you have to try to ink more of the ground than the other team. You are killing each other, which creates respawn points, or respawn you know, cooldowns, so you can try to gain more ground. And we had a lot of fun with it. It was typical old-school Splatoon with a little bit of a brighter screen and more vibrant colors, but overall it was the same good Splatoon. With a few new features, we got the dual splat um, guns. Splat dualies. Splat dualies. And then we got, tr- we got to try out all the new supers. As, well, not all of them, but most of the new supers as well. So those those were like some of the new pieces that we got to play with, along with a lot of familiar stuff. Plus, we got to see the city, right? Um, the actual like, lo- yeah, like lobby. Lobby is or start bigger. area or whatever. Yeah, it's way bigger now. And you're basically um, you know having a really good time with all sorts of interaction you can do in in the town uh we couldn't do a lot of it because you're not leveling up in the splat fest but you we got to see obviously like our apparel our weapons there was a food truck in the middle of the town that you could go up to and it was like a shrimp that was selling food um of course we got to see bub and his new bub jr um the cats there was the the weird dude that was like hiding out in the um hiding out in the alley in the first game with like the spiky hair, he has like his whole like Yeah, he was in the sewer. He's a podcast dude now. He like yeah. literally has his own studio. It's like Motor City Gaming. Yeah. I don't I don't know what's going on. So it, that was really cool to see. Overall I had a blast. We streamed it on Twitch from start to finish. So it was four hours of Splatoon. And we, when it was over, we were sad. We were we were upset that that it was done. We wanted more. So yeah, it was uh it was a great time. I know Dead Eye you didn't get a chance to play. Correct. I was a little bit busy on Saturday. So that's why I wanted to bring up the test fire, because you did get a little bit of time on the test fire. You never owned a Wii U, so this is kind of your first experience with Splatoon. You know, how excited are you? Because I know you actually made sacrifices in your life to make sure that you could get this game. Well, you know, as everyone who listens to GameZilla knows... uh, I am on a tight game budget. I'm trying to buy a house, so my wife keep my wife keeps me in line. Super fair. We need to buy a house, so you know I, I don't buy every game that I want to buy necessarily. And uh, there's a WWE show, which everyone knows I'm a huge WWE fan, coming uh, next weekend. And I was talking to my wife like, "Oh, you want to go?" And she's like, "Well, you know, if." you don't go you could spend that money on video games and i was like hmm there are a lot of games i want to buy and if this gives me the green light to get splatoon and metroid well then i think i'm going to sacrifice the wrestling show um and so i'm excited because my playing of splatoon actually feels like it's many years in the making because going back to our first year of podcasting i believe it was when we were bit by eight bit we did a um the way we did E3 coverage is uh, Grim and Shots Skyped to my computer while I live two hours away, and I recorded it on my computer, and we just talked through each day. We did three shows talking about the big uh, three press conferences, and 
So when they called in for for me and we just did a recap of like you know last show of the week, well, you know what was your game of the show? I actually said Splatoon was my game of the show that year. From what I saw, I was like, this is the type of game that I really want to play. And because I didn't own a Wii U, I never got a chance to you know get into it. And you know, so what is it now? Like four years in the making for me to act to be able to become a real Splatoon player. So uh, I'm super excited to go out and uh, pick this game up and start playing it. And uh, I I know it's going to be an experience I enjoy because I like I like a casual shooter. Even like Overwatch, which has hardcore elements, it's still a little more laid back, and that's the scenario I really like being in. And I know I'm gonna have a fun time with this game. And I think that's the big thing about Splatoon is that you don't have to be that quick reaction DPS dealing just phenom like Table 2KX here. Yes, sir. What you have to be is a team member, and you have to have a game plan on how you're going to cover more of the map with your ink than the than the other team. And so, what you find is you know Jazzy will run a roller, and where I'll run a you know an actual gun, and then in in back back when we ran uh, Splatoon one, you'd have like paint buckets and paintbrushes, and you create these different loadouts across your four-player team so that you could have the best possibility to make sure you'd win this turf war. And those teams that were Call of Duty esque and were really just like focused on the kills, they lost bad because they just and that's what happened in Overwatch at first is that people didn't understand the objective is all that matters. Work as a team, move the objective, and we still have that problem. Have but but it's better. But the whole concept here is that this game is not focused around you purely killing each other, and that's why I think it just, it, it's it's different. The mechanics are unique. The weaponry is fun. The colors are bright. It's kiddie, but at the same time, adults can enjoy it, and kids can love it. At the, it's a perfect blended game by Nintendo, and, you know, they, they, they've they done... All they did was they, take, they took what was good, they made it better, and they threw it on the Switch. So I, I applaud them. I can't wait to pick up my copy. Um... Cable, I think you you guys just end up getting a switch for your kids. And they're huge Splatoon fans. Yeah, so they're they're probably dying for Splatoon too, yeah, knowing going, it's the reality now. Yeah, I'm going to get it for them tomorrow. Exciting! There you go. So yeah. taking a trip back, everything about this game excites me, minus the journey to get it itself. I think that uh, Nintendo's test fire game plan, where they're only giving you one hour blocks, was ridiculous. I understand the reasoning why they were doing it to test their servers and stuff like that, but every other game nowadays is giving you a you know couple day to 24 hour beta, which you can test all of that on. So Nintendo's journey that they're they're giving you to get to Splatoon 2 with this one hour test fire blocks, you got six one hour test fire blocks was just ridiculous. Um, the four hour Splatfest I will say was a, a lot better. They gave you that block of time. They allowed you to play with your friends. But there was even some times when we were streaming the whole four hours that there was some lulls where we were trying to get people into teams. We were, you know, so we didn't get to, you know, play the full four hours because we were trying to, you know, get people in and out, shift people into the teams because we had more people than the four uh, that logged on to play. So yeah. having a larger block of time definitely is something that they need to look forward, look more into going forward with all of the rest of their games, I think. Yeah, exactly. the the weird The weird limitations just they don't work, and and they shouldn't be. Uh, they shouldn't continue that. But I think the other thing that we should bring up before we move on with our second topic, and I think that topic more in depth. But 
um, let's add what also launched just a couple days ago. Nintendo Online, the app for your phone, the voice the voice chat that we've been waiting for is now available on iOS and Android, and it is a giant pile of shit. Oh, God, yeah. Um, we knew that going in. It, it's, not, it's not a complete disaster, but it's right now looks like, oh, man, it's a half-thought-out crazy man's idea. Like, like again, when you launch it and you, sync, you actually are able to sync up your Nintendo ID so that you can connect... Um, the the it's cool because it it pulls your it pulls your ID it pulls your user ID from your switch it pulls all that information and then Splatoon populated Splatoon populated up on the screen you click it and it shows you everything it shows you like oh um, we have here's what you can, here's what you will be able to do with the Splatoon side of this app you'll be able to look you'll be able to to buy um, weapons and and apparel and things like that in game right from your phone so the next time you log in it, you'll have it oh that's cool you'll be able to uh look at your stats you'll be able to do these things all from your phone that's cool but then when you go to look okay i want to invite someone to a chat <laughs> the primary reason this thing exists i want to invite someone to a chat you then set your app down because you don't do it from your phone. You set the app, you set your phone down, you pick your switch up, you start a friend lobby in Splatoon. You then invite people to your friend lobby that is the chat-enabled friend lobby. Once you do that, you go back to your phone, and then you should see that lobby that you created in your game. I, am I, is this too much already? Because this is insane. This I'm is lost. this is ass backwards insane. So good news is, is once you create the lobby, if it, if it's created and you're in it, then you can invite people already. You can invite people already and actually have fun um, from from the phone itself, but only once the room is created through the switch. Do you also need a dial-up modem? I oh, well, you know what you do need. Okay, you know what you brought up one more piece. You brought up one more piece that you need. You have to basically bring. You have to have a splitter because you all, you have to get the audio input coming from the switch and the audio input coming from your phone because even though it's Bluetooth supported, you, there's no Bluetooth support for this at least yet. So you have to the picture. Okay, the photo that this Splatoon shared is a is a Joy-Cons on the dog on the dog uh, or the grip, right? And then there's like a there's like an attachment that goes on the grip that holds your phone. See, there's like a screen on the top of your on top of your controller that a cord plugs into. Then you have another cord that flies over to the switch and plugs into that. That comes to a box, and then that box runs up to your headset. <laughs> That's your setup so that you can talk and hear the audio of the game. Yeah, you need a six foot antenna and a ham radio. <laughs> right. You need to uh, you need to know Morse it's, code. All of you want to do Splatoon chat. It is insane. It is it is so insane. I, I can only hope they, they add Bluetooth support and that it'll start to work better. But man, out the gate, out the gate, I don't even think, I think we might just use the Discord. Absolutely. I, I'm, oh, I haven't we even will. downloaded it. I don't plan on downloading it. We have a Discord community. If you're not in it and you want to play Splatoon with us, you need to get in the Discord community. It's where we set up all of our gaming. Get in it. Because that's the only way we're going to chat with you. We're not going to use this Nintendo app until Nintendo decides that they want to make it a functional thing that's easy to use. 
exclamation point Discord in the chat. Yeah. I'm gonna Throw take, it up. I'm going to take care of that for them right now. But, Throw um, up the or, or you had, I don't, head on over to MotorCityGaming.com and it's enjoying right from the homepage. There's a button that says join the MCG Discord. You know, Discord account, it's worth making. It's free. We have a vibrant chat community that's going 24 hours a day. It kind of quiets down after 1 in the morning. Uh, but conversations are except, always going. Except for Hugh Dorgan. He's from Australia. We got our boyfriend. And we got, and we got, um, we got David and... Uh, um, we're global. Yeah, we're global. Our Discord we got is people global. all over the place. Where where we accept we accept anyone from any part of the globe, no matter what kind of games you like to play and who you are. We want you in our Discord chatting about gaming with us. You'll find someone you connect. I just threw it up in the Twitch chat. If you're in Twitch, there's the link. That's how you join it. If not, go to MotorCityGaming.com and join the Discord. It's a blast. We have a lot of fun. We like to fight. We like to have fun. We like to show pictures. Sometimes maybe not safe for work. So we'll just give you that warning right now. Keep it on your phone. The desktop is. Is risky when it comes to our Discord. I've been known to be reminded we gotta keep things not safe for work, and then I always respond with, "It's not gonna happen." Right, right. Jazzy so, news. yeah, right. New Jazzy coming to Discord tomorrow. Before we move on to our next topic, I want to ask one question of you guys, and that is, if not in Splatoon 2, because we don't have the full game in front of us just yet. What would you guys like to see in maybe a Splatoon 3 or maybe a DLC down the road that uh, would really make this game even more fun than it already is? Huh. I mean, well, first of all, if they support it like they supported Splatoon 1, then we know that we're going to get a lot of DLC and it's all free, which, which was a huge, a huge bonus for Splatoon 1. You know, we were getting new maps, new modes, new weapons, new everything, and they've talked about Splatoon having that same type of support so that's good I, if I wanted if if I wanted them to add something and and it's not there now um, man I don't know I'm not sure what I would want stick with me here and let me know what you think four player versus you already got the one-on-one -on -one. two teams of four that battle each other most turf covered coverage wins Imagine if you added another two teams and another two colors into that, where you had oh, four like teams Royal battling, Rumble. like a Royal Rumble yeah. Splatoon. Oh yeah, I could have fun with that. A fatal four-way, if you would. Yeah. That would be awesome. That, and then it's all coverage, be, too, yeah. so you're not worried about, like, killing the other teams and getting the most kill count. You're that'd worried about covering the map. And now you got three teams to worry about instead of just the one. Yeah, that I would. Uh, I would. That'd be real cool. I would be on board for that for sure. I, I feel like the wind margins would always be so tight. Oh, yeah, so tight. Oh, yeah. so Absolutely. That'd be uh, that'd be wild. So, all right. Well, that was our first topic. It was Splatoon Two. It's coming out tomorrow for the Nintendo Switch. It's been, the the beta has already been a lot of fun, and we're excited to see what story mode brings us. We're excited to see what we're gonna get with uh, the. Salmon Run, which is like the Horde mode, and, and all the other good stuff that's going to be coming to Splatoon 2. All right. My next topic just happened. It's hot off the press. It's going on right now still. It's about to open to the public, and that is Destiny 2 Beta is upon us. Whoa, 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 whoa. You messed up. Destiny 1.2 Beta. It's not Destiny. <laughs> Destiny 2 Beta. Listen, man, can I can I at least like pretend yeah. like we care about this shit before you we go and blow, before we go and blow our load? And be like, ha, we hate it. Just kidding. Okay, we're done. All right. Anyways, it's Destiny 2. The beta's out. We were on the PS4, so we started on Tuesday, yeah. and we got we got in 
and, and played through this this beta, which was uh, completely different than Destiny 1 beta. So the thing to take in here, we, we've seen a lot of E3. We saw a lot before E3. We, we knew the new enemy. We knew what we were getting. And we knew the changes they were making. We knew the 4v4. We knew these things were coming, but we hadn't got our hands on. Ooh. We haven't got our hands on to actually figure out, you know, what we thought of it, what we thought of the decisions. So, the big thing here is I fucking hate it. <laughs> what? <laughs> the beta is, is it's DLC, man. It's not, it's not just, like, when I pick up Destiny 2, it needs to feel like Halo 2, right? Like, Halo 1 was so good. And then I picked up Halo 2, and I was like, holy shit, they, they did it. They actually made Halo better. And, like, here, I'm sitting here like, this mission felt like Destiny 1. This strike felt like Destiny 1. The only thing that was new to me that, that I enjoyed was the new multiplayer mode. And help me with the name. What, what is oh, it called? Oh, it's it's, it actually has a, a name. Like, it's not called Capture. It's called, um, basically, it's Destroy Diffuse, whatever. Well, and it starts they, to destroy, basically. Yeah, and they have a name for it. But anyways, they it's where, you know, there's three locations. You have a bomb. You take turns either setting the bomb and having to defend it or trying to defuse it before it goes off. And the respawn cooldowns are set high. It's like 15 seconds when you die. And you have a limited amount of respawn. So right. it's more like it's more like SOCOM. You die, you're probably down. The chances of you getting respawn is low because your team's at a disadvantage now and that other team smells the blood in the water and they're pushing. And if your other team gets eliminated, then that's another way to win the round. First one to six wins, blah, blah, blah. It's a fun mode. It's very interesting because it's 4v4 when we've been used to everything being 6v6 right. minus Trials of Osiris, which was 3v3. But still, it, 4v4 feels good. Okay, it does feel good and the competitive standpoint where you feel more like a team and you feel more strategic where you're like, I'm going to go cover market. I'm going to go cover rug. I'm going to go cover right these different locations. And you're talking more because you need to because you don't exactly. you don't have these people that are like flying out there on a whim and just trying to, uh, you know, solo kill solo carry the team. It, it, it's more it's more like years of war is, is what it reminds me of more more just like having to work together and i like that feel but the problem is is that all of the changes that they made that bungie made for destiny was all focused for pvp it was all focused for esports it was all focused for that side of the game and what is suffering because of that side of the game and i don't have a full and this is why i'm not sitting here saying that destiny 2 sucks I'm just not happy with the beta, okay? So Destiny 2, I, I will hold my judgment until I have my copy and I really play it. But my problem is that a lot of the changes you made are affecting the PvE, from my from my opinion, when I look at the, uh, the strike and I look at the first mission that I got to play. It was like, man, what, I'm like jumping around and I play so much Destiny 1 that I'm expecting my character to act like Destiny 1 and it's not. So what's happening is I'm jumping around, I throw a grenade, you know, to give me some cover. I'm, I'm shooting, I'm shooting, time goes by, I'm like, alright, throw another grenade and it's not, and I can't throw it. 
and it's like the cooldown on grenades is like inc- like tripled. It's 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 too slow. Oh, the cooldowns are off. The, the yeah. bu- buildup of your super is slow. The the you know even your melee is slow. Very if you burn those, you're they're gone. Like you see someone pop a super, it's probably the one super that they get in the match. You know, like one or two. Not five like before, and that part of it I'm I'm kind of okay with. But then again, you go to the PVE side, and the balance is the same. I almost feel like you know what, you might need two different balances for this game, where where the PVE is a little bit faster because because you're just getting the shit kicked out of you in PVE. Now, mind you, we didn't get the items to see what kind of what kind of perks and stuff that they can help you with. You know, in the old game, you tried to balance out three different bars that, that would speed up your super, speed up your melee, or speed up your grenade. And then also, you can have faster reloads and things like that. Um, but that gets me to my next point, uh, my next part, and my next problem that I think everyone's going to agree with Every fucking gun has the same role of its type. So if the gun is called handgun, you know, super mode, and you get three of them, they're all identical. There's no different roles anymore. And so it instantly, to me, is like, well, either a bunch, you have to make, you know, 8 billion, 650 million fucking guns, or this isn't going to work. Borderlands-esque level of guns. I thought they just did that for the baby. I didn't think oh, oh no, that's been announced. That's confirmed. But that's going to be how go. Confirmed. No. E3. Yeah. That's, no, that's <laughs> so there's no more hunting for a cryptic dragon. There's no more hunting in iron. And um, um, why can't I think about it? Iron. What, what's the mode we like to play? Oh, iron, iron banner. banner. Iron banner. There's no more fun in iron banner where you can where you can go and and hunt down a distant star with the perfect roll. No, nope. everybody gets the same gun, and that's it. And it just, to me, is like, to me, it's just like, this is not destiny. No. This is not destiny. You are trying too much to worry about an eSport possibility, about PvP competition, and, and, you're, and you're just screwing over the rest of everything that's going on with destiny. The gamers themselves, the people that don't care about PvP, that love your sci-fi world, that's hoping you can tell a better story, and yet, you know what, you could tell a great story here, but because of the mechanics, we're actually getting pulled out of the story now. We're actually like, man, why does my warlock jump different? Why does my why does my super, you know, not do what it used to do? Why is my gun, you know, so floaty? You know, like every everything about it feels different, and that bothers me. Yeah. When I played Halo 2, Halo 3, I bungee, mind you. It didn't matter. When I picked up an energy sword, it felt like an energy sword. When I picked up a battle rifle, it felt like a battle rifle. Like that, and, and right now, it's like we're going into the second game, and it's like this feels like a different game. Yeah. I was going to say, let me just get my, my quick uh, snip in here because I know Cable 2KX is going to you know try to flip your hearts and tell you why Destiny 2 is the greatest thing in the world. But uh, um, for me, I agree with pretty much everything Grimlock said. Uh, the two things that I that I like about this beta were one, the new PvP game mode. I like that a lot. I think it's really cool. I do like the aspect that they're going for with the PvP. I hope that they actually split the PvP and the PvE abilities up. So I hope they keep your like intellect and stuff like that in order to build your supers and stuff like that different for PvE. And then 
if you noticed in beta, you had like a resilience and a mobility. If they add recovery, one more recovery, yeah, recovery, you can basically build that out separately for PvP. So you almost have a split gear like, hey, here's your PvP gear, here's your PvE gear. I don't think you're going to get that. Though. I don't think so either, but We're that was 40. one of the biggest problems we that are... I had with one is you'd get the strongest raid gear or the strongest PvP gear and you'd never take it off. We are 48 days away from launch. Right. What we are playing right now is Destiny 2, at least in its original, at least in its current form. Mind you, Destiny 1 had all sorts of problems, and then when the Taken King came around, they revamped the game. It was a different right. game. This, so what we were hoping for is that they'd come out with something more, something good, and and not have to go down the same road where it's like we're gonna release something that everybody fucking hates, and then a year after it comes out, we're gonna release some DLC and change everything so that people are happy. Like learn, like you're not learning from your mistakes and. Yeah. Coming in here, you're taking away some of these, like, honestly, some of these gems that make Destiny special, and you're turning it into Call of Duty. You're turning it into just another shooter. You're that, Like, the grind is starting to disappear because I don't have to worry about what role I get on this or what, or how many, how many of these I need, or trying to get one that's perfect for PvP and one that's perfect for PvE. It just doesn't exist exactly. anymore. Yeah. And that's, it cuts down on gameplay. It cuts down on replay value. That was my, my biggest problem with this so-called beta, is it doesn't feel like a beta to me. It feels like, I mean, this is supposed to show us and give us a sneak peek of what Destiny 2 is supposed to be. And I feel like everything that they were telling us they were going to do didn't show up in this beta. Yeah. You have a story mode that tells you, like, hey, here's what happens to your character. You know, not that it's a big spoiler alert, because if you've seen anything on this, everybody should already know. They take your light away. And all of the loadouts and the HUD and everything still show a light level. Like, there's just a lot of little things that they didn't, like, put into consideration that, okay, maybe it's not a light level anymore. Maybe now they're going to switch it and call it a power level. But it looks the same, so everybody's going to think it's a light level. It just didn't feel like a beta. Yeah. I will say, before I let Cable 2KX take over, that one of the things that I did like, I'm not a big fan of the three new classes. Okay, they're new subclasses. Cool, they do different stuff. All right, they're the same thing, just newer different right nothing's too fancy there i do like the third ability that every class has so not only do you have your grenade not only do you have your melee now you have something built into your tree that gives you basically a third power that's on a cooldown you know uh playing hunter you have like the kind of like boost to the side which can reload your weapon or reload your melee ability you have the warlock's ability to throw down a field that gives you like a shield or a small healing pool you have the Titan's ability to make like a little half shield so you can stand behind and squat behind it so you don't take damage. I do like that. I think that's pretty cool having that third ability. The abilities are cool, but again, I think they're unbalanced. I think you're going to, oh, yeah. the Hunter dominates again. In, and I know his super is not great, but we haven't tried all of his supers yet. And people haven't learned how to use it yet. But the ability to roll and auto reload your weapon in a PvP match is cheap and OP, in my opinion. Yeah. But the Titans have the same thing, because if they create a half shield, they automatically reload their weapons, too. Right. So, but the Warlock, I don't think does. I've thrown know. down the... All it does, it, it's a buff circle. So, it's not, it, it, it can heal, it can add defense, and it actually can add attack damage. Yeah. I, I don't know how it determines what it's doing. I haven't figured that out yet, because I throw it down and I stand in it, and I'm like, I think it's doing something. I don't know. But, but... 
the Titans, yes, they throw down a shield, right? That realistically, like, even when you crouch behind it, I can still hit the Titan. But the war, the Hunter is a dodge. It's a dodge reload. It's a actual quick movement reload that to me just seems like I think we're going to see the resurgence of Hunters galore in PvP. Like, again, early in Destiny, where anybody that didn't have a Hunter didn't play PvP, basically. Especially on the consoles. We know this game is coming to PC, so maybe it'll be a little bit differently. But a Hunter up close being able to dodge is going to put them out of screen's eye reach for the long enough that they're going to mow you down before you can even scroll over to see where they went. That's what I mean. You're gonna have you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to anticipate. You're gonna have to guess. You know, like when you're when you're going hard on a hunter and you know there's a cooldown on this thing. Thank God. Yeah. But when you know that they have it, when you know you haven't seen it in a while and you know there's a possibility, you're gonna have to be that quick reflex response time where you're like, I think he's gonna go left, and you know, like, and I'm and when and when he activates, there's a there's a tell, right? Like, it, it, you start to kind of, there's an animation, I should say, that actually starts to cast. So, you, I don't know with his animation, I haven't spent enough time against the hunter to see if it actually casts in a direction so that you can start to anticipate which way, but you can at least know that he's about to do it and that you can then make your 50-50 guess on if he's going left or right. It's, it's sort of like the, I mean, to me, it's just like the roll that you always had. You always had in Destiny 1. But the roll didn't auto-reload your weapon. That's true. That's that's, 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 that's huge, too, because the cooldown time on that re-roll is enough that you'd have to only reload your magazine once. So I could literally shoot a full magazine, do this move, it reloads my gun, shoot a full magazine, then I physically have to re-roll or reload my gun, and by the third actual clip or magazine that I that I end up firing, my cooldown's off. So it's basically I'm getting a free reload every other reload. I mean, but how often do you stay alive that long? I was about to say. Yeah, I, I yeah about to say, that's true. I was about to say the problem is though. The pro in the end, the problem is when you um. If you can't kill someone with a full clip of your gun, you deserve to get rolled on and killed. Okay, exactly. like so that's the one thing about I guess I, I guess you can look at it. I still think it's just it's an interesting choice. It it feels it feels stronger than the other other two classes. There's no fourth class, which is a big disappointment that you know that we wanted to see. And overall, the beta just felt like this is the next DLC after Rise of Rise of Iron. It, it doesn't it does it look a little bit better? Yeah. I'm playing on a PS4 Pro on a on a 4K TV with HDR support. You know, again, beta may not support all that, and when we get the actual game, it might even look better. But from what I saw, I was like, particle effects are okay, but you know, the particle effects look better. Everything else looks pretty much the same. The animations of the characters in third person look a little bit better. But who the fuck cares about that? Like, I don't care. And the cutscenes are pretty. Every game that comes out nowadays, the cutscenes are pretty. For God's sakes, Bomberman on the Nintendo Switch has good cutscenes, and the game's the most basic thing in the world. So for me, I'm just not that impressed. It this beta did not make me more excited for my pre-order. It did not make me more excited for September 6th. It it didn't necessarily make me less, but it but I am concerned. 
I am concerned that Bungie is heading down a road that they're going to be backpedaling for the next three years, and then they're going to say, here's Destiny 3. This time, you guys, we got it right, okay? Don't worry. This time, we got it. We got to start over again. Nothing carries over, but I swear, this time, we got it. And I just, I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried. Now, Cable, go ahead. Tell the people why we're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> and no, that's no. no, actually, see, to me, the strike, first I'm going to go off, I'm going to start off with the strike. The strike, to me, is the best strike that I've ever played. Out of, out of all of Destiny 1, that is the best strike I have ever, ever played. I do like the boss staging. Like it how the, you fall to a different floor and then you have another another stage right, of the boss. boss. Yes. That's it. Have you had that on any other strike, though? Because it makes it a good strike. That makes it a good Play that on a nightfall. That board is going to be literally unplayable. You're going to get wiped on it so many times. Right, and after you get wiped a hundred times, you're going to be like, man, this isn't the best strike anymore. No, it's going to, it is going to be the best strike because it's fun. The problem is is that you landed on Venus, the, the Vex showed up, and you... You landed on Venus. The Vex, the Vex showed up. Sorry, we got people throwing stuff from the balcony at us. That's what I was like, what yeah. the hell was that? Yeah, we're live here in Michigan Science Center for After Dark Vintage Video Games 4, and people are getting rowdy. Getting some drinks in them, and they're getting rowdy. So listen up, Cable, because we're getting into it right here. You land on Venus. You fight the Vex. It's the same shit as last time, yet it's the best strike you've ever fought when it's the same shit. The boss, it's literally, the, boss. the boss literally is the same boss as House, House of Wolves. It is. It's the same goddamn boss, except he's more purple this time. I agree. Oh, and you fall through three floors. His life bars three chunks. So that every time you get a chunk out, you fall through a floor. The floor gets a little bit smaller and is harder to fight. That's fine that you made difficulty hard. Guess what? We couldn't fucking beat the raid in Destiny 1. We don't have to, we don't care about strikes that are hard. We care about good level design. We care about a good story. And this to me was like, yeah, this to me was like, it was like, hey, oh my God, there's all these drills. There's all these drills, Cable. There's drills all over the goddamn planet. What are they drilling for? All this giant Vex. This one giant Vex that must be strong. But don't worry, the three Guardians that have no life power, they killed them. It's, it's stupid. It's stupid. Um, we got some shout-outs. We got shout-outs to Detroit. <laughs> we got some people stopping by the booth, picking up some swag. I can't. What was the shout-out? Breezy, Breezy. <laughs> yeah, she she wants us to say, I'm, breezy bitch. Yeah, I'm, bree- I'm breezy bitches. <laughs> I'm breezy bitches. Let's keep the show rolling. Let's keep the show rolling. <laughs> sorry, no more sorry. time for shout outs. Shout outs to everybody. Thank you for stopping by the booth. Now, what were we saying? The Destiny beta is garbage. Let's talk about the strike. The strike. Yeah, okay, the strike. back to the strike. He did say it was the best strike that he's played, which, to be fair, could be true because all the other strikes are garbage. When you judge it by the strikes uh, overall, is it the best strike it that's out the there? Best. Maybe I don't know. Like there, like my problem. How come the War Priest strike when the taking the taking King War Priest strike was a blast? How is that not? I would rate that better than this strike. See, I would. The War Priest strike was fun. I, I do get it. It was fun. Because you got those special weapons that, that I don't know what they're doing. See, this thing about it, they don't show enough. That's my biggest well, that's problem. that's the problem, yeah. They don't show enough. They didn't, The whole PvE side of it is left with me wanting to know 
what's going to happen. Like, I don't know. Like, there's no point of me playing PvE right now. That's what it feels like to me. Even though I do love that strike, that strike is a lot of fun. But it's like, if after I beat the strike once and I get the gun or whatever's at the end of it, it's like, what's the point? Why do I redo well, that, it? And, and that's my problem with the beta, too, right? Destiny 1 beta was Earth. You got Earth and the Moon, actually. You yeah. actually made it to the Moon. They gave you patrol. They gave you all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they and this time around, they thought, oh, we gave too much. That's, yeah. what they, that's what they said. Yeah. They, they, they wanted to wind it back. We didn't. We gave you too much and kind of ruined ruined some of the surprise. And that's fine. But the problem is, is that you gave me you gave me a mission that I saw in E3 and I was all and, and I played it. And at the end, my my light was gone. My my ghost looked like it died and I got kicked off the ledge. Then the other piece you give me is a, is is a fucking strike where my ghost is alive. There's yeah. a new AI. I have a light. I have 200 light levels somehow, and no one knows. Yeah, no one knows what's going on. Hold on one second. We got we got to look up for something. We're looking up for a quick photo. Thumbs up. Having a good time here at the Michigan right. Science Center. All right, we're keeping live shows. This is the fun of the live shows, everybody. That's right. So if you're we watching on live. Twitch, listening, uh, Gamezilla Alpha on iTunes. We're having a great time out here at the Michigan Science Center. We're super glad they invited us out. Yeah. So, anyways, the the issue I had here is that you have you have a story mode that you're forced to play pretty much <clears throat> that that takes you down one path, and then you have a you have a strike that tells you a completely different thing. So you really have no clue what's going on. You don't. And that's fine with a beta. I'm not mad that's about that. But my whole thing is like. It's the beta is so fragmented. It, it, it gives me the creeps that that this is going to be a fucking hot pile of a mess, like Bungie has done before. See, I'm just I'm looking at it as just as a beta. They didn't want to tell too much, so instead of explaining, like I think it was uh, who was it? That, who played the strike? Rick. Ricky. Um, I'm out, Rick. Thanks for asking, Rick. In the strike, there's another voice that's talking to you. It's that, the other AI. That's what I meant. That second AI. It's like yeah. a chick, and and your ghost hates him. And we don't even know why they're there. Right. We don't know. Right. Exactly. Okay. Fine. You know what? I'm not gonna pick on the story because we don't know. Right. See, but what I am gonna pick on is the jumping, the slowness of your character, all of these tweaks that were made for one reason. So here we are running through running through the strike, right? Yes. And it's like, oh, I'm a I'm a warlock. I'm gonna I'm gonna boost jump, and I know I can do this, this, and this, and I miss, miss, and miss because it's different. Yeah. And they made all the they slowed you down. They made it so you can't close space as fast. You can't close down on somebody as fast. Yeah, you, and you can't know, tighten skate anymore. Yeah, and yeah, you can't tighten skate. You wanna know why? PVP. And yeah. PVP, I so agree. that people, you know. And guess what? The first thing that we're seeing is the first thing we're seeing. Is here you are as a hunter cable, you pop your super, and what does people do? They backpedal, and you can't close ground. You cannot close ground, so it's so then you die. I learned that, what's it called, the uh, Strider? Hunter thing? I can think of Strider or something. Uh, Jazzy, what's the what's the all called for Hunter? I can't think of what it's, it's called. It's called the uh, Darth Maul. Yeah, the Darth Maul. I don't even know what the name know. of it. The I, proper I, name is a Donatello. If you're going to call it anything, oh, it's oh, a Donatello, because you do God. turn purple, and you get a staff. Whatever. So I think it's called Donatello. Um, oh, the idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I did find that if I pop my super waiting on somebody to come around the corner, and if they hear me pop it, they back off. And I'm trying to jump at them to close, to close the gap. Like, with the old one, I can just 
Dad. That's oh. the other thing. You're gonna love this. When you pop your super, it tells the other team. There's literally a, there's a there's a tell for yeah. everyone now. It's like Grimlock just popped a super. Yeah. It's it's to create Big a flashing fair... lights on your screen. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. There's yeah, no element to surprise unless you're not fucking paying attention. And I also think, I mean, I'm, I'm, now I'm bashing the game. <laughs> yeah, because the, it's easy to bash it once you think about it. The rate, I mean, much as I love the PvP side of it, you know I love PvP. Yeah. The, the um, my freaking motion detector is too accurate to me. I can pinpoint somebody when they're coming around a corner, and I don't like that. It's like, it doesn't yeah. really, I, you, oh, when it gave you a general idea, okay, he's this way. I, it literally follows you, and I didn't like that. Yeah, I, I just don't like it. I mean, we play games without radar, you know? And, oh, yeah. yeah. And unless, like, someone fight, like PUBG, right? Yeah. Radar is real scarce. It's all there about. There is no radar. There is no radar. It's all sound based. Yeah. You can get an idea of you someone. Get an idea, and, yeah. and, and then basically, like, visual, like, hey, what's going on? Exactly. You know, and, and so, like, here it's almost like, hey, you suck. So we're going to basically tell you exactly where they're at. We're going to hold your hand yeah. and we're going to follow you around. And then it's just going to come down to who can get more headshots. You I know, want, like, I want to rewind a little bit. And I want to tell you, so this is a spoiler alert. If you haven't played the beta or you haven't got your hands on any of any of Destiny 2 story mode up to this point, don't listen for about five minutes. Because oh, who I'm cares? If you, you haven't played the... Oh, wait, yeah, I guess if you haven't... Yeah. No, no, you know what? If you didn't pre-order it, it's your own fault. Just go, Gazzy. The biggest problem that I have with this game, and I don't know why this is the biggest problem, it just really gets me going, is in the fucking story mode... When you find out what's going on with the tower, you're flying in on your ship. Oh, uh, this is what I said. Yeah, you this fly in said. on your ship, and your ghost is like, oh, my God, everything's going down. We have to get back to the tower. Let's go. Let's go. And then you show up at the tower, and you don't have any of your shit. You don't have your guns. You don't have your gear. They started everything over. Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? You flew in from where you were at before. Your Why first mission, you should be a boss. You should just roll yeah. in that first mission strapped light level 400 and then it all falls apart like okay okay an example an example that grim will understand is you should do the first mission of destiny 2 exactly the same as you do the first mission of metroid prime samus has a ton of power a ton of ability on the spaceship and she loses it all as she like crashes down to the planet so your first 20 minutes of gameplay, you're a boss, and then you spend the rest of the game building back to that, and that's what they should have done with this first mission on Destiny 2. So, okay. Also, I mean, just so we're talking about it, did anybody care that the watcher was gone? Yeah, well... The speaker? The speaker. No, the speaker. I like him because he kind of looked like an owl. I was I was no. like, no! I gotta say the speaker! There's, 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 gonna be more, there's gonna be more to it, right? Like, he got captured or something. But my I whole, gotta save him. It's the only yeah. reason I'm keeping my pre-order. Right. Here's the thing that Jazzy brings up that drives me crazy, that, 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 that makes me fucking pissed. They're sitting here... You're, you're not at the you're not at the, the city. You're no. you're out doing patrols or some shit. Which means your fucking Jade Rabbit, your fucking everything would be with you. That's true. You, right? So then you fly back because the ghost is worried. So you fly back and guess what? You pick up some junk gun and and all your shit's missing. Like this would have been the, like if this is the story that you were gonna tell. If this was the story that you were going with, that you were patrolling, you fly in back to your city to find it in ruins. Why? Wouldn't you have chose, like Deadite said, something where you land, 
you have your boot, you're beefed up with some old school gun from Destiny One, and then at the end, when Gaul basically fucks your face, he you lose it, right? And you wake up and you don't have any of your stuff because you just fell off of a cliff true, and you're lucky true. that you're alive. Also, this, okay, another thing, side note. Why does that dude look like GLaDOS from freaking League of Legends? Does he look like him to you? Who? Like Galio, Galio. Galio? He, he looks, looks like, like Galio. Galio. He, he does like, look like Galio. <laughs> I thought he looked like Darth Vader with a helmet off. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, he looks like, like, he looks like a, a real fat Darth like, Vader, absolutely. He looks like Galio, and also there's a meme going around, and he looks like a grunt from um, Halo. He does, grew look, up. he does look like a grown-up grunt. Oh, my uh, God. Hold on, guys. We have one really important fact that we're overlooking, though, is that at the end of this beta weekend, we are going to have access to the farm where you can do absolutely nothing but kick a soccer ball around. I mean, we did that tower, so... Yeah, it's the new tower that they're going to show off. No, we didn't do it in the tower, all right? That was a grown-up bocce ball. There was a soccer ball in there. There was a soccer ball, too. There was a soccer ball. So it was a purple ball and a soccer ball. You have to help Casey Jones fix up a car. Yeah. Fix up a truck. Yeah, absolutely. Farm. Only if a hunter, though, because you're Donatello, apparently, exactly. what Cable said. All right, so overall... Don, knows that Donatello. That's why it's the best. Overall. Donatello's in the game. Overall, Cable, I know you're excited because it's new and shiny. But the second that that next game comes out that's shinier, like, this game right now doesn't show me that it's going to hold us. And that's what concerns me. This right isn't, you're not going to go be level 400 like you are in Overwatch, where you're just putting... Time and time and time into this. On the competitive side, I honestly, say so? I, I enjoy the. If everyone's still playing the competitive side, I will be on there. I think you're right, but at the same time, I don't think we will be with Battlefront coming out and and all these other games. True. You know, you, you're gonna Split like two and two. You're more know. standard than ever now because of this. You're more standard than ever. You basically are going to um, have the problem of. Competing with Call of Duty, competing with Battlefront, competing with Battlefield, competing with uh, Titan, you know, I'm going to say Titanfall, that's that's a bad call. Whatever other fucking shooters are coming out. Splatoon 2, like you're going to be competing with all of this, and all you did was make yourself more standard, more typical, just like everybody else. That's what bothers me. It does bother me that they focus on esports. Because that's what they want to do with the series. They should they still stay true to their guns and what they've been doing. I don't like all the changes. I still think it's a great game. I think it's going to be fun. It just has to hold our interest. It's just not going to hold your interest when oh man, there's something going on right now at the table. We're just getting we're getting eyeball emoji that like this, like mad. This is creepy. Anyways, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I but, am. but me, I've been friends with you for years, okay? And I'm telling you right now. You're gonna buy this game. You're gonna play it for for the. I'll give you. I'll give you September. I'll give you two to three months. I'm gonna give it to January. Two to three <laughs> months is generous. Generous for you, knowing that you have Overwatch, knowing that PUBG is gonna be releasing new maps, first person, and all this stuff. Knowing yeah. that Battlefront is going to is appealing to us. Battlefront is already appealing to I us. And and this beta was nothing but a typical shooter, a four v four. Typical shooter that felt slow. You know what it reminded it me does, of? Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? I was hyped, and then I played Brink. That's what it reminded me of. This floaty, watery, underwater, just... I don't know what it, I don't I know don't, what you whoa, call it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do not bring that 
upon us. You, how dare you even bring up Brink and talking about a game that I already paid for? Brink, Brink, if this is anything like Brink, 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 if this is anything like Brink, listen to that crowd. I am going to come to your home and I'm going to steal all your Metroid games and hold them ransom. That's fair. It's a, it's a fair. That's what I'm going to do. They're all going to be gone. It's going to leave you Federation Force. You can keep them. It's the only one you'll have left to treasure. My closing statement on the Destiny 2 beta is that it was great. And let me tell you why I'm telling you this, because Five Mile Rick is right behind me here, and he's the biggest Destiny fan ever, and he's giving me some eyeballs, so I have to say it's great. It's, it's great for what it was. It didn't give you enough, as we could all agree on that, that it didn't give you nowhere near enough content that they needed to. It didn't give you enough. They were scared. I believe they were scared, and it may hurt them from doing it. Bungie's scared. It didn't give you enough. Overall, I was disappointed. I'm not more excited for the game. It comes out September 6th in 48 days, and honestly, they got a lot, in my opinion. They, got they, a lot they have a lot to do, and they have a lot of cleanup, where they're, a lot of just, like, explaining themselves with the whole, like, wow, you guys are really just kind of cashing it in here, hoping that eSports is your is your big is your big cash cow. I, I wasn't impressed. That I yeah. close it out. I am actually less excited. I've already pre-ordered it. <laughs> I've already committed to buying it. Um... But I'm already thinking, man, I'm going to give this game, I'm going to give this game, it's two to three months. And if our PvP community is not fully invested in this, I'm going to trade it in while it still has money value to it, and I'm going to buy Battlefront with it. Because I love Star Wars as an IP. I honestly still enjoy, for what it is, Battlefront. And know that if we had a PvP community in that, and all the new things, and the free DLC that they're going to support Battlefront with, I may be hopping. I may be jumping over and saying, I have to play Destiny. I love Destiny 1 just like you guys. But I I have my concerns, and this beta didn't make me feel any better about it. Yeah, but my premonition is I'm going to play it because it's Destiny. I put a lot of my my gaming life into Destiny 1. I love that game. I feel like the PvE is going to really disappoint me, so I'm going to be going to the PvP with with my fans and you know my my squad here. And the second that you know that either gets old or we decide that it's it's not what we it's not not good anymore really because that it has the ability to do that flip. We're going to be gone. Right, Shout we're out ra- to Jazzy yeah, fans. We're wrapping this up because we're just repeating ourselves. Uh, and we're taking we're, we're stepping into the legend of retros time because they got they got a show that they're gonna be doing live we are live live at the michigan science center for after dark vintage video games 4 thank you michigan science center for having us out uh, if you didn't get to come out to this event make sure to keep an eye on their website because they do these multiple times a year two to three times a year we look we plan to be here as many times as they invite us it's a great time great people playing arcades retro games all sorts of stuff here but thank you. This has been episode 20 of yep. the GameZilla Alpha. We talked about Splatoon and, and Destiny. And uh, hopefully you're going to join the Discord over at MotorCityGaming.com and jump in, the, jump in the conversation. Tell us why we're wrong. Tell us why you agree. Let's start to converse, and let's get ready for Splatoon coming out tomorrow and Destiny coming out in September. Until next time, everybody, game, game on. on.